is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. Today is an excited episode from me because I will get to learn something that very important in the business, but not many people talk about. So let me introduce you to the expert of today, Dr. Kelly Hendry. He is a business coach and consultant, aka the customer service doctor, who is business consultant, speakers, and authors who passionately coaches business owners how to improve customer retention to dramatically increase revenue. Not only that, he said that using his five percent bump system can help business create the great impact on their customer experience. This system was developed over his 20 years of running his extraordinarily successful chiropractic in his clinic, and we will get to the goodies today with him. Thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio today, Kelly. Thank you, Matita. I really appreciate the opportunity. So, thank you so much. Yeah. So, before we start to your expertise, how can you started your entrepreneur journey, even? Why you chose to become a doctor, first of all? Yeah, that's a great <laughs> question. Um, when I was a teenager, I played sports, uh, particularly baseball. And uh, I, w- I was a pitcher. And one season, I, I couldn't hardly throw the ball. Arm hurt. I was having difficulty just, just playing. And uh, went through the medical route and couldn't find anything wrong. My, mo- my mother took me to a chiropractor. They figured out there was some issues with my neck and the nerves in my neck going to my arm. And they fixed that up. And that really piqued my interest into becoming a chiropractor. So in high school to, to follow that journey. Do you like fast fixes it? I always see them in the viral video, you know, like broken bone. And I'm like, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite that rough, so uh, I, I tended to be a little lighter in, in, in my adjusting techniques. But yeah, some of those videos are a little disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But I know it's effective, though. Yeah. Very much okay. so. And how the transition looks like from your chiropractic clinic to become a business coach then? Well, it, it was kind of a long journey. I uh, I would had the opportunity to buy out a couple of chiropractors when I was going through my career and uh, bought out their offices. They were both chiropractors that were older. They they were ready to retire, but they'd kind of got past their prime. They didn't have much left for me to buy from them. And so it was good for me at the time, wasn't so good for them in in their retirement, uh, you know, funding their retirement. But I made a mental note when I was making those transactions that I did not want to let myself, my business get to a point where I was past my prime, had let it died off, 
And then I was just trying to sell it out pennies on the dollar. So just made a, made a mental note that I was going to, if I was going to retire, I was going to retire while I was kind of at the peak of my uh, peak of my career, so to speak. Um, and so in 2017, I really felt led to, uh, to do that. And then in 2018, I was able to, to, uh, to sell out and move into the coaching realm. Now, the reason I, I coach customer services, because that was the foundation principle of my success in my clinics. Mm. And, uh, you know, I just saw the impact of it and knew how, how valuable it was and how, how it helped me become more and more successful at the career. I've also been coached for years. I'm still being coached, but I've had many, many coaches through the years that have helped me in my business, helped me personally. So also I saw the impact of that on my life and career. So uh, when I retired, that's why I meshed the two together. I wanted to be a coach because I've seen the impact personally, and I wanted to coach on customer service because again, I've seen that impact on my business as per. So what customer service means to you then? Well, my definition is a relentless focus on the customer in whatever, whatever platform, whatever medium, whatever business you're in. It's a, it's a relentless focus on that customer and making them feel their best, making the customer feel their best every time you are interacting with them, every time they're doing business with you. That's that's my personal definition. That's what I teach my clients to use, but that that's what it means to me. But there will be another question, I guess, that like, what is the best for each customer looks like? Well, that's a good question. That's a, that's a very broad question. And that's really, you know, that's kind of an impossible question to to answer in the sense that you like different stuff than I like. My wife likes different things than, than I like. So, and different cultures and different part of the world, different cultures expect different things. What I found out though, and what is basically unique to everyone, or not necessarily unique, but common to everyone, is they want to feel important. They want to feel valued and special. So if you'll just do that, if you'll make another person feel like they are valued for doing business with you. I often say here that I want to make them feel like a rock star. That's that's how you should make them feel. I don't know if that translates to other parts of the world, but here in the United States, rock stars are celebrated. So we want to celebrate our customers. When you do that, you're making them feel special, important, the most important person in the world. Almost everybody across the world likes that idea. They they don't mind if you try to do that. So that, that basically answers that question. I think that in terms of like fulfillment part and the promise of the delivery would come in to the big role of this to provide a rock star privilege to, for the customer, right? So maybe you might have to to guide them in terms of like what you're going to promise in your service or product in order to deliver that rock star value to the customer. Well, yes. Now, of course, you need to have a, a great product or a great service. You know, that's that's key. You can have the greatest customer service in the world. If your product and service is terrible, then <laughs> it doesn't help you out. What I coach, what I teach, what I did in my chiropractic clinics and through my research through the years is it's, it's not about wowing the customer. It's not doing things of grandeur. It's it's actually it's doing the simple things, the putting a smile on your face, saying please and thank you, a whole host of other things, but just the simple things. If you'll do those consistently and have that attitude of serving the customer and being trying to be the best part of their day and make them feel valued, that is actually how that translates into that perception that the customer will understand that your business is about great customer service. 
when you're doing those simple, easy, consistently, that's perception flips and the customer can feel that you are there to help them serve them and take care of them. Yeah, I like it that your book have separate into three parts, like define it, understand it and deliver it. Like what we just talked about here, like how do you define your customer service and how would you like it to be like set up the expectation, right? I My client have struggling about provide the expectation to reach there. Like, of course, everyone wants to be seen and heard and also feeling special, right? But when you do group coaching and when you do like more scalable model of coaching program, that would be the time limit for taking care of each client. Even though you're hiring like more guest coach, more accountability coach to take care of them more. But seems like they the client's keep asking for more things than they actually provide. And it will come to the small line between are you an over-deliver person or you not keep your promise? You know what I mean? And that running in the hole, like this question. So what is in that situation? Well, you know, there is a fine line there between trying to over-deliver but not keeping your word. I'm not I'm not necessarily a big proponent of over-delivering because a lot of businesses say they, you know, we're going to, under promise and over deliver. And all they do is under promise and, and then, then they don't fulfill what they've under promised. They don't over deliver. I would be very, very cognizant and very, very strict making sure you keep your word. And if you can't, don't try to over promise something, even if it's something that your clients ask for or whatnot, some, you just have to draw that line. This is what I do. I'm going to do really well for you, but I'm going to keep my word and we're going to, we're going to make things happen. So that's really the key is just keeping your word at all times, but also communicating that that aspect of things. So setting those parameters, this is what we do. This is how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to keep my word to you and, and take care of you in an appropriate manner. Yeah. And I think that would lead to the what you mentioned here about loyalty versus satisfaction. That's interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Because of course, we want the loyalty from the clients. We want them to stay. But if they are not satisfied, but how can we know that they're satisfied even though the project's done and they say, yeah, it's good. Well, the, the point of actually that chapter in the book is most businesses, at least here in the United States, they, they're shooting for customer satisfaction. Mm. And that's, that's too low of target to shoot for. Mm. Because if you're just trying to satisfy the customer, basically you're just providing a at best an average or mediocre level of customer service. You're you're not creating any kind of it, it's not remarkable. There's nothing for the customer to remember. There's nothing. There's no relationship. There's no bonds being made with the customer or the customer back to the business to create that loyalty and keep them in the business. So just simply shooting for satisfaction is way too low. Again, it's just, it'll just cause you to be mediocre. And when you have mediocre and just a satisfied customer, that customer will have wandering eyes. They won't have that bond. They won't have that loyalty. They'll move on to the, to your competitor just like that because there's no, there's no uh, real relationship there. When you step up your service and you're, you're above average and you're doing what you say, and you're doing these little things that to create a better perception. And again, you're not striving for a while. You're just striving to be above average up into superior, but it's by doing those little things that really value and make the customer feel special. That's when those relationships start being built. That's when the when you move from being 
sales-minded to service-minded, and that's what solidifies that loyalty and keeps customers coming back for more and doing business with you, and then telling their friends and families and their you know family members and acquaintances to come do business with you too. I think you mentioned something very important, the sales customer service and service lead customer service. So do you think like in general, in this digital market world, even though they say that we serve every time, like we want to serve you, How can we serve you today? How would you like to invest in yourself so that we can serve you better? Like this sales trip, right? That we have been hearing all the time right now. But basically it's sale-led. It's not really a service-led. Do you agree with me? I do. You know, in most businesses, I mean, you have to make sales. The, the purpose of the business is to get customers, sell to them, keep those customers, and then make a profit. You have to do that. You have to make sales to do that. Where so many businesses get stuck is they are so focused on getting and selling to customers, but not doing anything to keep them. And you have to make that shift. And that's, that's part of my program. That's where I really work with customers. My clients is we got to make that shift from being transaction minded all the time, sales minded all the time, more into minded, which actually will equate. And what's interesting or ironic is the businesses that champion, you know, we are service mindset. We're all about our service are usually the ones that don't have very good service. So that you have great service. They don't have to talk about it. They don't have to communicate it. You know, the consumer, the customer can feel it and, and uh, you know, they, they can understand it and, and, or experience it as soon as they're doing business with a particular company that provides that kind of service. So what would be the foundation for a good customer service company then? One is to understand that it, it doesn't matter what business you're in, whether you're a digital business, whether you're a brick and mortar business, doesn't matter. You have to understand that you are in the customer perception business. Mm. So you, you are creating a customer perception of your service every time the customer is doing business with you. So you're either creating a good perception that your service is great and stellar, or you're creating a perception that your, your service isn't. The choice is up to you. There's really no neutral. And if you're shooting for satisfied, again, that's more of a negative because you're not creating a relationship with that, that customer. So you have to understand that. I'm creating a perception. What kind of perception am I creating? Am I creating one that I, the customer would want to come back and do business with me? If not, then you need to do something about that. The second step is to understand that that perception, that customer perception is driven by how you make that customer feel, how they feel when they're interacting with. Again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, if you're making them feel important and special and valued, then again, you're you're creating a perception that that you provide great service and more than likely that that customer is going to stick around with you for, for a long time or refer to you. If you're not making them feel valued, if they feel like a transaction, if they feel like number and you're just trying to sell them, You still may get the sell, but after that, they'll be out the door and, and going to your competitor, probably never to be seen again. So again, you have to you have to understand those two things to really lay a foundation for providing better customer service. How can we do this like a thing that or like the, because these are food oriented, like more Indian oriented or preferring oriented rather bursting. So how would you suggest your clients to this documenting? Because I think it's very important for keep the feedback loop. Absolutely. Three ways. Um, first of all is surveying your customers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I do that. It's very easy to do. You, you know, you can send them an email, you can mail them a paper, whatever, whatever you want to do. But there's only two questions on this survey. It's how would you rate our service? One to 10 being the highest, being, you know, just phenomenal customer service. If they rate you a eight, 
Then the second question is what, what made this less than a 10 and can we contact you and talk to you about that? Now, most of the customers, you know, they don't want to be negative, but you'll get a lot that will do that. They'll give you maybe a seven or six because of certain circumstances. Those that send back a survey or communicate a survey or communicate that, uh, hey, there's an issue, you have to take that as gold because that's where the holes are. And when you fill those holes, all that does is lead to better customer service and more profit. So that's, that's a key component. The second thing you want to do is survey your employees. Mm. You, it, if you don't treat your employees as good, if not better than what you want your customers treated, then there's a problem. So that's a big key too. And so the same, almost the same question you want to ask your employees is how would you rate working here in this business? 10 being phenomenal. If it's less than an eight, let me know why, what's going on that we can help, help this be a better place for you to work. And again, take that as golden when the, you get those negative. It's don't providing better customer service from an owner standpoint, you better suck up your pride if you really want to make it better. Because uh, you'll take a shot every now and then. But if you'll step back, be objective about it, try to improve it, it has phenomenal bit of benefits. And then the third thing you need to monitor is cash flow and profits. If you're truly improving your service, it bumps up retention rates. It bumps up, which just goes to your bottom line and your, your cash flow and your profits. So I don't make it hard. Those three things are, are very uh, easy to monitor and check to make correction, but also understand the current state of, of the business as far as customer service. And that's, that's all you need to do. Yeah, that sounds very simple and applicable. So I hope anyone who's still listening until now, take notes on that and try implement and let me and Kelly know below. Like, what do you think? I mean, this is going to be amazing. This could be a life changer though. So your book cover a lot. Like it's not only mindset though, it's like a strategy from start to finish as I have seen. And it's very implementable, let's say. I like that. Implementable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what inspired you to write this book? Oh, that's a good question. I, uh, I've always had in the back of my mind on my bucket list to write a book. Um, and so I was, uh, I just didn't know how to go about it. One of the coaches I'd hired last year, a speaking coach, as a matter of fact, he was transitioning into, uh, into publishing. He'd written a few books mm. and uh, he wanted to start out. He knew I wanted to write a book and he, uh, he approached me and said, hey, you want to be my first client? So I jumped on board and, and uh, I believe that was April of last year and and uh, we had a book by uh, December of, of 2020. So, but I also wanted to have a book, like you said, an, uh, an implementable book, a, a manual, for, if you will, just something simple and easy that a business can grasp onto. Cu customer service isn't hard. <laughs> and that's what I really want to get out there. And that's, that's hopefully what the book uh, speaks from. That's how I try to communicate when I'm uh, doing podcasts or communicating to audiences is it, this isn't hard. It's not overwhelming. So I, I really try to take that that aspect out of things. Again, it just goes down to some simple principles, simple rules, simple ideas that if a business will implement them and do them consistently, it's always got to be consistently, they will have phenomenal results in growth and profits because, and that's, again, that's my whole, whole goal. And what I'm doing is just help those businesses understand these simple concepts, put them in play, and then reap the tremendous benefits. Yeah, this channel have two things. So one, we your business have to support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Second thing is that keep doing what works. Don't keep changing things. So 
I mean, if you get this thing as simple as this and it's work and you still want to change something, I think you have to double check why that decision happens. Like why you have that curious that is not going to work in the future, but it's already working now. You know what I mean? I bet this is one of the shining objects or like imposter syndrome of many business owners regarding to their like business experience though. It still happens. I think it's like cognitive bias or something that like we love complicated stuff so much. Fascinates to the mystery. <laughs> I, I agree. And I'm guilty of that. Chasing the shiny new object all the time. I did that with my chiropractic career. You know, it, to some extent, I've done that now. But you, and you're so you know, we're inundated, especially on social media, you know, this master class and do this and do that and do here and do there and just you know, it's, it, you know, just a constant del- deluge of, you know, new shiny objects, basically. And you just really need to focus and, and stick with something. And that's something that I find when I'm, I'm talking about customer service and, and what I'm doing with business owners, they, uh, they understand that customer service isn't, um, and they totally agree with you, but so many of them are like, well, we, we already do that. We need, we need a new sales technique. We need a new marketing technique. We need this or that. In reality, customer service has been around a long time and providing great customer service. Some of the biggest brands in the world were developed on the foundation of great customer service. So customer service isn't necessarily a a sexy thing. It's not a new shiny object, but it is an extremely valuable, never, never going away principle that if a business owner will grasp onto it, understand how valuable it can be for them, they'll never look back. Um, it's just getting them there to, hey, let's let's look at this. You know, this this could be better than what you ever imagined it, it, it could be. Yeah. Let's like thinking back at the time that we still beta our business, right? What we want, the great result from our customer. And that is a part of the customer service already. So if we couldn't make that customer service model crystal clear and validated, how can we know what type of sales we're going to make that will listener. I always think it this way, but not many people talk to me the same language, you know, because I always like have to reverse engineer, right? You like to work with this type of clients. So go find them the same way, not like keep changing the way you get client and expect to get the same result. Like that doesn't work in my opinion, though. No, I love your thinking. I, that, that more business owners should think that way. The reverse engineering and, and work backwards. That's phenomenal. So yeah, I'm not perfect though, but like I'm just sharing with you the experience that I'm encounter, let's say with my clients. I'm sure you also facing the same way because like they're going to come in with like, I don't think this automation work and I want to change the way that my team communicates. I think my team have problem with communication, but they, they forget that if they're not communicate with their clients better, they can leave. They can ask for refund. <laughs> and it's not about how your team communicate. You need to save that line first. And then your <laughs> team can solve later because your team's still there. You pay your team, but they pay you again to pay your team. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is a very critical thing because without customer, you don't have business as well, as well as exactly. the cash flow. And that's... That's a good point. You know, they're the most important person in a business is the customer. <laughs> if you don't have customers, you you don't have a business. So you have to always keep that in mind. Yeah. So apart from the book, what do you do? Like what else are the services that you provide? You have coaching program? I do. Um, 
one-on-one coaching program. Um, I like one-on-one. I've always thrived when I had coaches from one-on-one. I want to know the business owner. I want to know the the business. Every business is different, you know, even within the same industry. There's differences and nuances that uh, we want to account for so we can really take care of their customer service in a unique way for their particular business. And we can only do that by really, you know, building that relationship and, and, and working through it. So that's why I'm so, that's why I like coaching just one-on-one. Now I have nothing against group coaching or online programs, just for me personally, this is like, this is how I like to do it. My program though focuses just on very core areas of customer service and improving them though, uh, initially. Customers don't want a ton of different things. I mean, there's there's a millions of different things you could do to try to better your customer service. But really, there's only a couple, three, four things that customers really want. So we just get really good at doing those core things. So I help a business get really, really good at doing the core things, that 20% that is going to create the 80% of in, uh, mm. on the customer, but also on the results for the business. So we're not gonna look at a bazillion different things. We're just gonna look at those core things, get really, really good at them, and then see the re- see the results from there. So, and we, we've had tremendous success in, in being able to do that. Yeah, I appreciate you. No, I mean, I love one-on-one as well. So I think it depends on the time and also availability that what I want at that time so that I still changing at just all around. But I mean, one-on-one experience are amazing. Like you see that person from the start and see the whole transformation and then wow, we have been hand-holding along the way until everything changed. And yeah. Absolutely. Well, the other aspect too, that I meant to mention is then when I, then I can answer questions in real time where they're, you know, well, this happened. What do we do here? What do we, you know, that, that's valuable too. That's what another reason I loved being coached one-on-one because when I had an issue, when I had a problem, a certain circumstance arise, I could reach out and say, Hey, what, you know, here, here's what's going on. What, what do you advise there? So that's the other aspect of, of one-on-one coaching that I find very, very valuable that, that interaction, but doing it in real time. Yeah. So Kelly, in case anyone want to work with you or get your book, where can they find your book or reach out to you then? Absolutely. My, my website, which is drkellyhenry.com, drkellyhenry.com. You can find my book, like you mentioned, uh, the link to, to buy my book. And, and just FYI, on the book, there's a hard copy, a soft copy, a digital copy, and now we have the Audible copy on board. So I know a lot of, uh, a lot of people like to listen to their books. So uh, that's, that's available now for this particular book. You can also look at my programs. And then also I have a link if you would like to set up a call where we can talk about uh, your business and how I might be able to help your business. Uh, there's a link on the on the website to go ahead and move forward with that where we can have a conversation and and uh, see if I can help you out. All the links are in the description below, everyone. So check it out. I think it could be the game changer in your business. Thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio today, Kelly. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.